Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Well, it seems that every couple faces a season where there's some distance relationally. But what happens when you feel like you don't even really know each other anymore? And that season just keeps going. If that's you today, stay tuned. We're here to help. I'm John Fuller, joined by Greg and Aaron Smalley, uh, who head up our marriage department. And Greg, there are some people that are identifying with what I was just saying there. This is a cold, dark season. Um, Speak a word of encouragement. Yeah, I always tell people that I think the easiest way to begin a reconnecting in our marriage is to just step back and remember that one lifetime isn't long enough to really get to know your spouse because he or she is always changing. And simply reminding myself that Aaron is changing and that I want to stay current. I, I, I want to get updated, like a computer update on what's really going on for her. That sort of curiosity to keep pursuing her, to learn what's going on, how are you feeling, just all that, that in and of itself really helps us to stay connected. But there's a chill in the air, and I don't even know how to approach being curious. What do I do? Yeah, I would say that it's a matter of just being willing to ask questions and you can Google conversation starters for couples. And we'll link over to some. Yeah, we some have ideas our own. We have notes. hundreds yeah. on our website. And it just start there. Yeah. And maybe over dinner as you guys are driving together, maybe laying in bed going for a walk, just put those on your phone and just open it up and start asking. You'll get into that rhythm and you'll watch how easy it is to stay curious about your spouse. Good. Well, we're going to conclude now a conversation that uh, Jim and Jean Daly had with Dr. Kevin Lehman about why it's important to connect with each other. Here now is Jim Daly. Hey, yeah, we have covered a lot of ground, but let's think of the takeaways for the listener. What are just three or four things, Dr. Lehman? Uh, you mentioned treat your partner as a gift, making loving your partner daily choice. Those are good ideas. Yeah. Fill embrace, in the blanks. Embrace the differences. Don't the, let them irritate you. Well, the things that you're attracted to early in your dating are sometimes the things that really do irritate you later on. But embrace the idea of oneness. Embrace the idea that you really do need each other. I never told you how much I dislike Barbara Streisand, did I? <laughs> but <laughs> didn't know. She, she sang a song called People. People who need people are what? The luckiest people in the world. Do you realize as a couple you really need each other? Yes. That this is a couple. It's not a competitive event. Yes. And so working together and not pointing fingers but saying, honey, let's work on this together. And that I love you never goes out of style. Neither does basic courtesy in marriage. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking of that either husband or wife, and I'll use the wife because I think it leans that direction most often where she doesn't feel connected any longer emotionally, spiritually, maybe even physically. She's drawn into this conversation. Okay, there's some things I need to do. Maybe it's the husband. But what would you say to that person where the intimacy, and I'm not talking just physical intimacy, just the connection between the two of them is evaporated. Well, I know how they feel because I talk with them all the time still. And what do they do? They feel isolated and they feel trapped. They don't know which way to go. So what's that drop in the church? They're an elder in the church. What are people going to think? And we have nothing to say to each other. I would love, and we probably don't have time, but I would love to read a poem to you guys. 
Do it. If I may. It's called The Wall. Just listen to it. And it represents so many couples today, and it saddens my heart to think about this. Their wedding picture mocked them from the table, those two whose minds no longer touched each other. They live with such a heavy barricade between them that neither battering ram of words nor artilleries of touch could break it down. Somewhere between the oldest child's first tooth and the youngest daughter's graduation, they lost each other. Throughout the years, each slowly unraveled their tangled ball of string called self, and as they tugged at stubborn knots, each hid his searching from the other. Sometimes she cried at night and begged the whispering darkness to tell her who she was. He lay beside her, snoring like a hibernating bear, unaware of her winter. She took a course in modern art, trying to find herself in colors splashed upon a canvas, complaining to other women about men who are insensitive. He climbed into a tomb called the office, wrapped his mind in a shroud of paper figures, and buried himself and customers. Slowly the wall between them rose, cemented by the mortar of indifference. One day, reaching out to touch each other, they found a barrier they could not penetrate, and recoiling from the coldness of the stone, each retreated from the stranger on the other side. For when love dies, it's not in a moment of angry battle, nor in, when fiery bodies lose their heat. It lies panting, exhausted, expiring at the bottom of a wall it could not scale. Hmm. Don't let that happen. That's sad. Don't yeah, let it happen. Don't let that happen, and do whatever you need to do, yeah. which includes contact us here at Focus on the Family for help. Yeah. We're here for you. Well, I'm really uh, struck by that poem that uh, Dr. Kevin Lehman read, the, the Wall. And Aaron, there are couples who are identifying with that poem. I mean, the, things are very, very bad for their relationship. What's a step toward wellness and healing? Mm-hmm. It, it's interesting because so often couples will assume and expect that, oh, we'll just reconnect or we won't talk about it and connection should happen. The truth is connection will never happen unless we intentionally pursue it. And since we can't control our spouse and what they're going to do or not do, take take control back and, and commit to this is one thing that I'm going to do in the next week to pursue connection with my spouse. It can be something like, you know, pursuing conversation with your spouse and, and asking, would you be willing to sit down and uh, 10 minutes a day and just share the high of your day and the low of your day? Easy, easy yeah. winner. I've heard it called, Kim, will you share the rose and the thorn hmm. of your day? Yeah. The rose, the beauty of your day, the thorn, the difficult part of your day. Or maybe it's just affirming your spouse or thanking your spouse for something they're doing. These are simple things that we can do, John, to really breed some connection. And if we don't do those simple things, we end up drifting. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's the relationship needs our investment of time and routine mm-hmm. This is something we've talked about as well. If you can figure out a way to to provide some structure and routine for that post-dinner walk or that let's clean the kitchen together kind of time, just take advantage of those questions that that Greg mentioned and and build into it. Don't don't wait for the other person to start it. Yeah, I would say even text each other, you know, and just have your spouse just answer the little statements, you know, I feel loved when you dot, dot, dot. So, I mean— in the midst of the day, I could just text Aaron going, hey, thinking about you, what, what's one thing that maybe I could do today, tonight, yeah. that would help you to feel loved? 
and then she's going to answer that and hopefully give me something that that I'm willing and, and able to do. But be careful of your expectations because mm-hmm. I could do that to Dina and she would say, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, she's busy. She's yeah. she's yes. like, "What am I supposed to do with this text?" Yeah, yeah but right? yeah, that's you fair. have the opportunity to also see that because I know when Greg texts me during the day, I'm like, "Oh, he was thinking about me," and so seeing that through the lens of this is a, a potential connection. Mm-hmm. He's reaching out to me, yeah. and that's a big deal. He's busy at work, and for him to take time to connect. So maybe it won't even be the response you're looking for, but knowing that you are reaching for Dina to connect. Well, that very thing happened today, just as we were coming <laughs> down here. I'm busy, and I'm walking into the studio, and I just texted her, how'd your morning go? Because she had a medical appointment. And she said, what's that about? But, and then she answered it, and then she put a little smiley face there. So she caught it, you know, and I sent back a note and said, I was just thinking of you. I wasn't asking for a big, long book report or anything. I wasn't trying to intrude on your day. I just was thinking of you. And that mean, that does mean a lot when we say to each other, yeah, you're part of my everyday thoughts. Well, and it, it, just hearing you say that, it just makes me go, you know, in a great part of that is to ask your spouse, hey, when I'm thinking about you and I'm tempted to go... You know, what's one thing that would help you to feel loved, which may not at all work for your spouse? Ask, like, what what would, how can I communicate to you that I was thinking about you or just wanting to help or show up in a way that feels good to you? What what would that look like? How would I ask that? What would I say? And you're right, because Dina might go, actually, just having you say, him praying about you does it for me like you don't have to ask have you been you talking to, to her because i think that really would make <laughs> I don't a big know, difference just, for her yeah, yeah that's okay, good yes she did well, tell me to share that the point is we have to know our spouse if right. you're not sure where to start ask i mean you both have said that and um we did mention questions and conversation starters uh, look in the episode notes for those uh if you're in a spot where those aren't really what you need you need to talk to somebody we have caring christian counselors here Um, We'd be happy to have an initial consultation with you. They'll set that up. Uh, Just call 800, the letter A in the word family. And uh, when you get in touch, if you're in an okay spot or if you'd like Dr. Lehman's book, The Intimate Connection, uh, make that known when you donate to us. Make a monthly pledge or a one-time gift. And we will say thank you for joining the support team and making the ministry happen as it does day in, day out. Uh, through Focus on the Family by sending the intimate connection to you. All the details are in the show notes or call 800-A-FAMILY. Next time, Matt and Lisa Jacobson join us to discuss the power of taking small steps to improve your marriage. For Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team here, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. <music>